You're listening to the OHL in 60 podcast. My name is Reese Dumaney along with Colin Ward. And Worry, we're back. Another season. Yeah, we are back. The OHL ready to get underway at 2023-2024 season. Well, we're looking at just under three weeks to go until the regular season gets underway. And well, it's been a while yeah. since uh, yeah, since we've chatted. Um, you know, normally it'd be every other week throughout the summer, but just so happened that uh, both of us decided to move at some point this year. And well, <laughs> yeah, it was a little more important, and we had uh, had a lot going on this summer. But uh, we are back full time again Tuesday nights. Wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, um, we're working on another platform. We'll we'll discuss yeah. that in a minute here. Um, of course, Bulldogs Audio Network as always. Um, yeah, Wardy, what uh, what you been up to? What uh, what's new? Yeah, there's been a lot going on. I had a move, um, that, which was a big move. You know, both of us moved away from home for the first time, so that's kind of like. It's it's interesting. I like to adapt, and it's uh. You can say you love it. It's okay. Not interesting. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know, like a lot goes on. Like it's a big change, and I mean, getting used to the new routines and stuff, and the new things that come with it. Um, there's a lot that goes into it, so it's been fun though. And uh, yeah, adjusting period's been fun. Yeah, yeah, you start playing for stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think that's when you like officially like become like the full on adult. Um, yeah, and stuff. We call and it adulting. Like, yeah, yeah, adult adulthood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been good. And um, I know uh, speaking of the Bulldogs Audio Network, Civic Center is really coming along. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, uh, for the for those that are listening, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions about that. I mean, the Bulldogs are Kitchener on Friday. And I swear, I got like. 15 questions about the Brantford idea, like how that's going, like how Brantford is, um, which it's coming along real, real nice, yeah. and real smooth. Um, it's such a good project going on this civic center in Brantford. Um, the press box is going to be spectacular. Yeah. I'm pumped for that. That's, that's going to be sick. It's going to be, yeah. a, it's going to be like, catwalk-ish, like first Ontario. but, but not it's going to really. look, it's the same size as the first Ontario. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Maybe like a box smaller, like one box smaller, but for yeah. basically it's the exact same. So that's ex- it's exciting. Um, the bar is going to be really nice. There's a bar there of 120, 140 yeah, people. Yeah, that's cool, eh? Loud um, before. Yeah, yeah recently I may be doing some pregame shows in there, so that would be yeah. pretty cool. Um, but uh, the Brantford Bulldogs, I mean, it's a real good setup there at uh, – it's definitely interesting in the city of Brantford as well. They're already discussing about a new arena. And it was funny to see the Sudbury hate, I guess you could say on Twitter. Yeah. Sudbury's been <laughs> Sudbury's been talking about a new arena since I was in like grade nine. And uh they still haven't gotten one. I mean, and then City of Brantford's there. I mean, the Bulldogs are there for like a couple of weeks and they're already talking about building a five, six thousand seat arena mm-hmm. um with entertainment deals and stuff to get concerts there. That would be a huge thing. And you're starting to see the Brantford eco- economy already grow. Just with yeah. the small time the Bulldogs have been there, you're already seeing the economy grow in Brantford, and uh, it just shows how powerful the league can be um, yeah. when it's in the right situations and uh, get ownership. But yeah. um, definitely things are coming along, and I think things will be ready for game one for the home opener in Civic Center automatically. They have to be. But it's amazing what lighting can do, what paint can do on the outside of the arena. I mean, yeah, remember, that's going to that's gonna look nice. The yeah. paint on the – both on the building, the bl- the like new parking lot, like 
the whole parking outside is going to look different because the par- yeah, parking lot was a joke. Yeah, I yeah, mean, angled parking. I mean, the team that played there wasn't really awesome either. But like, yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, yeah, no, it's it, it's going to look really cool. I mean, City of Brantford posted um, some updates on Monday, so mm-hmm. if you want to go check that out, the tw- on Twitter. Oh yeah, it's not called Twitter anymore. Are we I still calling call it, it Twitter? We we're call co- it we're X. Co- no, no, X. no, no. That's we're a stupid it, name. We're, absolutely, it's terrible. We're calling it Twitter. All we right, are cool. calling it Twitter. Cool. We are calling it Twitter, and we're going to roll with the punches. All um, right. That's what it's all about here at the OHL and 60 Podcast. We have effects, <laughs> and um, that's one of the effects. We I are mean, on Twitter. The like, OHL in Brantford, that was us. That we was. We called yeah, that. that was. Yeah, that now, was. We didn't, uh, we that didn't was expect a, a team to move there, but we called the exhibition games in Brantford. Yeah. We, we thought that it was, was going to happen, and it already has, so there you go. And it was kind of funny how it worked out now being with the Bulldogs there. I know. Like when yeah, we first started funny, the show, right? like when we first started the show, and then all of a sudden it's a team that like, that we're with. So that's kind of cool to see that uh come back yeah. around, you know, it's the Bulldogs. So yeah. that's cool. That's all right. I like that. But yeah, I um, know it's it, it, it's gonna be really cool. Like the like with the casino next to it, they'd be stupid not to keep the arena around there. Um, because I know the casino has talked about it well, for a while. a while. I'm not sure how long, but they've talked about the civic center no longer being there and them putting a hotel, potentially a theater kind of not turning it into a place like Caesars Windsor, but pretty similar. Like you have that (laughs) whole casino hotel theater type atmosphere. Once it got public, once it got funded, right. Once it wasn't government, government owned. Yeah. Well, that's when the, yeah, that's when they started talking about it. Yeah. So that, I mean, it's exciting. It's going to be an impressive place. Um, it, I don't think we're just saying it because we're with the Bulldogs at all. We're, like this is going to be an impressive spot to go to a hockey game, and if you can get tickets to see your team, there's still t- tickets available for your single game. So if you want to go see your team play, um, go do it. Make the trip to Brantford because it's a really good spot in the middle. It's kind of been a really good spot because you're if you're a Kitchener, Guelph, Niagara, Mississauga, um, London, Sarnia. Um, if you're one of those, if you're a fan of one of those teams, that's a nice trip to Brantford on a Sunday afternoon yeah. to go watch your team play. That that is a very nice trip. Um, like if it's nice weather and you're a Sarnia fan and the, and uh, you play the Bulldogs on a Sunday afternoon like they did last year, that would be a very good spot mm-hmm. to go watch a hockey game and get tickets. So I would do that in a heartbeat. Um, if you're a fan of one of those teams, you can watch the team play on the road. I w- I think that's an automatic. You got to get to Brantford. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of the talk of the town on. Uh, Friday in Kitchener and had a couple of fans in the elevator going down for the post game press conference with uh, Jay. And that's one thing like Reese and I, like we can get the quotes right from a uh, Bulldogs head coach, Jay McKeeby with the Bulldogs. We go down there. We're one of the only media members for the team. So we go down and uh, get quotes and after the game and fun things from players. And uh, that was one of the things that I got in the elevators in Kitchener, the odd, the one thing I don't like about the odd when they put in that new renovation, the elevator to the press box, you have to, you can't go right down to the basement and yeah. go to the ice level because it walks into the ranger's office. Um, you have to get off at rink level and then go down those stairs. Like then you go into like the main fan bowl then you go down those stairs. Then you walk the dressing room underneath the vowels. But uh, that was something um, that was really cool. Talking to a few fans about that. Oh, we're trying to get a brand for, we don't know if we can go yet type thing. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a couple of gen- um, couple rangers fans there and they were saying that, yeah, we really want to go this year, but we don't know if we go to a Rangers game there. And I was like, well, 
come to a game. I'm telling you, Sunday afternoon, it would be a great spot to go to a game. So that's exciting to see everyone uh, with interest for the league and to come to a new destination on the OHL schedule. And I know that's going to be a hot commodity. Yeah, well, geographic location. Yeah, and it, it helped with the with the success of. I mean, I mean, it was on family day, so that helped as well. Um, but the turnout that we saw at first Ontario Center with the Rangers and Bulldogs um, on family day, so I thought that was pretty cool. And I mean, smaller building, of course, in Brantford, but still, yeah. I think that atmosphere is going to be there. Like the home opener was sold out right away. Um, I'm sure as the season goes along, we'll start to see more and more games get sold out pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it's going to be cool and uh, it, it's going to be exciting again, opening night Thanksgiving weekend, which is also sweet. If you're in town and you're able to scoop up tickets for that game, that, that's kind of cool. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, going to be a big weekend in Brantford, going to be a big year in Brantford. We've got at least three, so you can't get any tickets to see your favorite team this year. You got a couple more plus potentially a couple add-on seasons as well. So it's going to be a fun year at the Civic Center. Um, expect renovations to be completed for opening night. And I know Matty Hiscox, our pal from uh, the London Majors, uh, helping out with the scoreboard at Civic Center. OES scoreboard's putting that in. So um, yeah. that that's pretty cool. Million-dollar scoreboard, all video Yeah, at yeah. the Civic Center, which is – Yeah, very impressive. Yeah. All right, other news around uh, the Ontario Hockey League as we kind of got off track there with Brantford, but big news, so it's okay. Um, coming into uh, the regular season, there are a few suspensions that you must be made aware of, so we will get those out of the way for you now. That's kind of something we always run through quickly. So um, we'll start in Peterborough. Quinton Page um, on September 4th received four games um for his actions he will miss one yeah, preseason game. Hope. yeah one preseason game three regular season games he will be this is what october 12th return to yeah, three returns. games yeah so october 12th he'll be eligible to return uh Sudbury's connor walton uh, on September 3rd, was given a one-game suspension. That's a one-regular-season game suspension as well. October 1st, he'll be back. One thing I do like about this year that you're going to notice around the OHL that's new as well, Reese, I really like how the league is actually tweeting things now about the suspensions and what they are mm-hmm. for. Not, you know, it just still oh, you got to go on the directory uh, on yeah. the website to see the suspension list. No, now they're going to tweet it out. They're going to say what it's for. Because I always talked about that last year. I had a big complaint about that, like, well, what's it actually for? What is the suspension actually for? Now that you see it on Twitter and you will see on um, on their social media about what the suspension actually is and uh, the thought process behind it. I really, I really like that. That's a uh, heads up. That's mm-hmm. a really good, uh, that's a really good uh, thing by uh, the OHL today. Yeah. So uh, I really enjoyed that one. But um, also the one news is a coaching signing. Eh? Chris Dennis goes to Belleville, the Belleville centers. Yeah. So I know Ottawa, I know Ottawa and Belleville, they had a couple moves there. Um, go on on Monday afternoon, Monday morning, and then Chris Dennis comes in um, as an assistant for the Belleville Senators. So uh, Chris was with Kitchener last year, obviously like 21 games, and then gets out, goes up to Belleville. Mm-hmm. So congrats, Chris, on the promotion. Yeah. Um, and that, now let's let's go over a couple of trades here, Wardy, as we kind of round out uh, the first segment. Into segment number two, kind of give everyone a rundown here. Um Segment number two, we're at that point where we, we've played a few 
preseason games, of course, training camp's over, where you can kind of look at expectations for each team and kind of have an idea of who exactly is going to be on the roster. So segment number two, that's what we're going to go over, and we're going to start with the Eastern Conference, move on to the Western Conference uh, next week. And then, yeah, segment number three, we will be joined by show guest. I think we had to do this. Multiple times. Um, Yeah, He's leading the league in appearances. He is. Yeah. Yeah. By a lot. Um, Gavin Bryant going to join us. Uh, now a new, one of the newest members, one of many new members of hey. the Niagara ice dogs. He'll be joining us in segment number three to kind of wrap things up. When he comes, when he comes on, should I give him a big intro? Man, do it. Should I do it? Yeah. Number, do it. So and obviously he's not, even, he's not even going to hear this yet. So we won't discuss it when he's in the waiting room, but like, I feel like we should give him like the big like you are thirteen for Datsu, nice. We're in nineteen for uh, Eiserman. Oh yeah, <laughs> number, number nineteen your program, number one in the hearts of Niagara Ice Dog fans. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> should we do yeah, it? Yeah, Colin's got the intro for segment number three. All right, all right, it's gonna cool. be awesome. And the best part is we get to share this with our listeners, right? So like, yeah. Gavin has no idea this is happening right now. So just a little uh thing for the listeners to know before he finds out so this is going to be awesome when he comes on but um yeah big trades big trades going on especially niagara ice does us two out of three of the uh mm-hmm. they've made so, the london knights so let, let, let's go back to that uh gavin bryant trade we'll kind of start their their work our way up um so niagara sends declan waddick to owen sound gavin bryant and owen sounds third rounder in 2027 uh, come back August 28th. Bryce Cook goes from Mississauga to North Bay for an Owen Sound 2024 sixth round pick. September 1st, Henry Brustevich goes from the Ottawa 67s to the London Knights. Niagara second in 2025, London second in 2027, and London's third in 2027 goes back to the 67. So Henry um, and his brother in Kitchener gonna, gonna be division rivals. That'll be fun yeah. to watch. I was uh, thinking about that on Friday or he's on Friday. I was thinking about that when Henry was playing or when um, his brother was playing and I was thinking, I wonder what that's going to be like, what, you know, you're playing one's playing at the odd. The other one's playing at the pod. That's pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. That's, eh? Yeah. That's pretty cool. In the Midwest, like the wild, wild yeah. Midwest. Um, that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, September 5th, London involved in another deal. Uh, Connor Federkow and Mike Levin. Mike Levin go from the London Knights to the Niagara Ice Dogs. Niagara sending back a third rounder in 2025. Sarnia's third rounder in 2025. As well as Owen Sound's fifth rounder in 2025. September 8th, the minor deal here. Ryan Struthers, <laughs> former Niagara Ice Dog, yeah, uh, goes yeah, to Windsor. From Mississauga, future considerations. Yeah, my, like the Burke is flying all the way around it's the gone. OHL right yeah. now. Well, what is it? Just one player left? Andrew Weissick, the only Burke pick left. And, and you know what? Shout out you know to Ted Lehman of... for that stat. <laughs> we got a stat of the day. Um, you know what though is funny about it? Um, if you did a trade map, like you know when you see those maps of like players and trades, like what happens, like what these players lead yeah. to, Niagara would literally be on every single team. Like they would be like all over the place. Yeah. Um, they'd be everywhere. Every team would have a piece from Niagara right now, which is kind of crazy to think. Like you never thought you would see that, but yeah. Niagara, they're all over the place. I was just about um, to say maybe minus Sue, but they sent Tucker Tyne in there. 
So yeah, there, there's that. <laughs> Not so fast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> final final deal to mention um, took place Monday. Um, the most recent deal the Ice Dogs made. They send Juan Copeland, Niagara or North Bay second in 2026, and Flint's third in 2026. Ryan Humphrey, Humpy, going Humpy. back the other way to Niagara. Matthew. Now I gotta Paris. look it up. It's Paris. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Matthew yeah. Paris. Yeah. All right. Um, so that that's the latest deal. Um, but who who do we start with? London, Niagara. <laughs> well, the, that's really the, the common theme there. Well, the Windsor, the Windsor, Mississauga deal, the Struthers deal finally came in. It was like, when's this gonna happen? Um, yeah, because so he was at camp before that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a deal where it's like, well, when's this going to happen? Um, and you knew it was just what is it? So they throw on the future considerations tag and go from there. Good trade for Windsor. I mean, Struthers look good in the preseason so far. So hopefully that carries over to the real t- to the real thing when um, the video and stuff gets started and matchups start to get dialed in a little bit more. But um, yeah. good for him to get the opportunity and a good spot in Windsor. Um, Windsor with the coaching changes and everything that's cha- went on there, it's kind of interesting to see how they're going to look. I think this could be a strong team. Get trade for Winter. Um, create yeah, a little Joey, bit of depth there up front. Joey Costanzo going to take over number one in the net. All of her peers going to have a massive year. Yeah, I'm all excited for him. I think it's his opportunity here to really step up because they're going to need multiple guys to step up. They yeah. want to compete with the Londons, the Saginaws, who's going to be loaded. But mm-hmm. um, it's going to be interesting to see where Windsor sits. But that's a good one. And um, speaking of Niagara, I guess we might as well get into the Niagara ice dogs trades because the ice dogs trades they get a lot of slack on social media obviously to be expected when there's a lot that goes on and it's hard to gain trust and i think that's the most thing i think when you see on social media about what ice dog fans are saying um it's not always the most it's not always the right thing majority of the time it's not the right thing that's why they're fans um but my my question is for that for the ice dogs is like i think that they're just trying to create character right here gavin bryan and everyone's gonna know this everyone knows as uh, listens to the show knows how much character he has that's your captain you're trading for a captain quite um mentality right there that's a good trade um i mean in we when we had darren the on the show um their owner he's he mentioned like he mentioned that like they don't like about the rebuild obviously you're gonna have to rebuild you're gonna have to do that but right now yeah. over the two years when you're looking at it I mean, the deals that happened on Monday and so on. I mean, Ryan Humphrey, Ryan Humphrey from London, he's a character guy. He was a massive part about the Bulldogs uh, winning the OHL championship. For those who don't know, Ryan Humphrey played on a line with the playoff MVP, Logan Morrison, and Avery Hayes um, in the Mem Cup. So he's played on some big lines. He's played in big games. He had, he had like 58 points the one year. Like he's, he, can, he shows that he can put up points. Um, I think I think it's a really good trade. Ice Dog fans, and Reese, you know this. Ice Dog fans, what do they like? What gets Ice Dog fans in the building? And what gets their attention when watching your product on the ice? It's they want to see grit. They want to see tenacity. They want to see a hard team to play against. Ryan Humphrey brings all of that. Ryan Humphrey. Yeah. Ryan Humphrey brings you to the fight. Whatever line he's on, you can play him any on any line because you're going to bring them to the fight. And for instance, when you watched him in the OHL finals this past year for London against Peterborough, when you saw that they're in the penalty box with Gord, you know, yeah, 
Um, yeah. That's like he's going to bring you to the fight. He's in the game. And I think Niagara needs a lot of that. Quite frankly, Niagara, the reason why there were no kids the last four years, because there's no one that brings him to the fight. There's nobody that where when you're on the other team and you're going to give him the jab to the face after the whistle, there's no one on the other team that does anything. Ryan Humphrey's going to bring all the attention. And it's funny. I was just saying that um, in house with the Bulldogs the other day, I was saying, you know, when we look at that last year, right? Like when we look at last year with the Bulldogs, and this is from a Bulldog standpoint and uh, how we can relate to it, I guess. But when you think about the Barry series, right? The Bulldogs were all over Brant Clark, but no one on Barry was interested. Nobody on well, Hamilton at the time was in anyone on Barry's heads. Ryan Humphrey brought Ryan Humphrey did that. Um, Ryan Humphrey, I think, would have been massive in that series. Uh, He's the type of player that's going to bring you to the fight. Um, Connor Federkow as well. He's a guy that I don't. He's not necessarily going to be the most skilled defenseman, but he's a guy that's going to compete hard. Um, he's a guy that's going to be hard on the forecheck. He knows what it takes to be an ice dog. He, he grew up in Niagara. I would imagine going to ice dogs games then. Um, he knows what it takes to be successful. Um, he is a part of some good runs. Played a mm-hmm. played a less role. He didn't play a very big role with London, but I always admired his work ethic. He's a hard, he's very competitive, hard to compete. Um, all the little things that you want in a in a fourth to sixth defenseman. That's all. He had all the intangibles that you want to see. Yeah. So I think that's a, I think that's an underrated pickup. And Mike Levin as well. Mike Levin absolutely lit up the GOJHL. He absolutely lit it up. So uh, I'm just thinking like. There's a good opportunity there for guys that have a good um, – I wouldn't say it's a great lineup right now, but they have a lot of character, and character can get it done. They just got to implement a little bit more skill here, and they definitely got to get a lot of defensive help. Yeah. Um, well, well, and that, that's, like a, that's the thing, Niagara. I, I, how many times did we say this, Wardy, last year, before last year? Like, not, Niagara fans needed to realize that you were gonna suck for a very long time. Now, I just very think it's long how it went time. down. Like, I mean, but like, you you have to understand what whatever went down. No matter what, no matter if you change ownerships, like whether like I, it doesn't matter what the circumstances. You had to expect to not compete from where this team was Ooh. in 2019, losing in the second round, which everybody knows should not have happened the way that team was built. Um, yeah. Like you knew there was going to be some down years just based off of everything that took place throughout that 1819 season. And what I mean by that is all the picks that were gone and didn't exist anymore under the Niagara Ice Dogs mm-hmm. name. Like you had to expect them to not It'd be, a lot be good fans. for a number of years. And I think, I it's, think it's really telling that Andrew Weisick is the only guy from the Burke era that's left. And you can look yeah. at all of the names that have been traded away. Like, as much as everybody wants to knock Darren to Dobbler, like, where, have there been some questionable moves? Yeah, I think he'd Big admit time. that oh. himself. But yeah, you, you look at who the Burks drafted before Darren got the team. That was what most of the team was made up of over the last four years. Dar- now, yeah. Darren tried his best to get rid of as much as possible last year. Obviously, number of cards kind of ran into an issue. But that issue is like, occurring pretty soon too. Like yeah, that. but but you look at the the guys who were drafted. I mean, the last 
great pick the Ice Dogs have had really is Philip Tomasino. And that was the 2017 OHL priority selection. Now, you throw in a guy like Billy Constantino. I thought he was a really good player. Ended up being a trade piece to Kingston to get Jason Robertson and Paquette. Um, Late Moore would have been the year after. Yeah, but I mean, a solid player, unfortunately, when he got out of Niagara. Um, Just the role. I mean, he was a rookie. Um, kind of started yeah, to find his game. potential. Um, but you look at third round in 17, Ian Martin, another guy that went for Jason Robertson, so it helped on that end. Um, but yeah, I, like you, you just scroll through these names, and again, we're not knocking players, we're not dissing players at all, but you're just thinking that there's opportunities missed. And you look at the guys taken below all these players the Ice Dogs took, and you're like, there's some size. This guys, was yeah. this was created by the Burks that was just going to fall downhill because the players just didn't have enough talent to be a top team in the league. That's just the reality of it. So all of these trades is to one, accomplish a new culture, get some new character, get some new characters in the room, try and get enough veterans to try and teach some of the young guys along with what the coaching staff's trying to do. Right. Cause they revamped the entire coaching staff, entire front office. They had to, so that, that yeah. was step number two. The wins will follow that. You can't expect to win following the situation the Ice Dogs were in. Uh, if, you know, you have to understand how the process works. The Bear, Burke era is pretty much gone, minus Weissick, like I mentioned. Now you can start to look at what Darren's trying to build, what the Ice Dogs front office is trying to build. Now I know Darren suspended for two years as the GM, so... You kind of look at West Consortia is taking over and might look at these next two years as as his team, but you, you have to understand what they're what they're trying to do. The goal from day one yeah. is to try and get rid of as much of the Burke era as possible. Because we saw how much went on from all of those players that were involved. They yeah. pretty much accomplished that heading into year number two. And I'd say that's a big win, minus maybe some of the returns last year, some of them this year. But at well, the same time, it's it's about getting a new culture in St. Catharines, new players, new vision on what the team should look like, what the leadership group should look like. Because there were absolutely no leaders in that room last year. You could tell that. No, they had every a suspension. So, yeah. so that that was goal number one for the Ice Dogs. I think they've accomplished that. Now this is a year where let let's just compete more. Whether we finish in tenth or not, let's just not get blown out by five plus goals more nights than not. Like well, it's about starting to compete a little bit better because you have new, you have new players in St. Catharines. Yeah, I think the big thing is though, I mean the reason why if you're an Ice Dogs fan you're upset is you see all the picks going. I mean you see all the picks giving up, right? If you're gonna rebuild and if you're gonna do and if you're gonna transition, I mean the fact that you're giving up all those picks is the one thing that really hurts, I think, if you're an Ice Dogs fan. Yeah. And I can see that, right? But yeah, overall, I mean, it's tough because you don't see what the plan is, right? You see them, well, one year, all right, we're, last year we saw it all in, right? We're going to buy, we're going to be all in, we don't rebuild, we're going to transition. And then you see this transition, it turns into getting absolutely worse than you could have imagined if you're an Ice Dogs fan. Um, and then next thing you know, okay, now we're going to sell. So we sell some pieces, we get some pick and picks, and now you start to see it again. Um, but one thing I do like, though, I like the character. I mean, Gavin Bryan, Ryan Humphrey – um, you're not going to get better character than that. You're going to get guys and you're bringing to the fight. So that's one thing that I really like compared to last year's trades. 
I think a lot of with these guys, you're getting a lot of bringing to the fight. You're like knowing them personally, I guess you're seeing it, but um, both guys are high character guys. So it's exciting to see uh, yeah. what's going to happen there um, down the stretch, but I mean, they definitely have to add defense. That's for sure. Big time. Yeah. Um, all right. That, that, that's pretty well it for segment one segment two. We'll come back and discuss the Eastern conference, 10 teams to run through as we get closer to the start of the 2023-2024 OHL season. You're listening to the OHL in 60 podcast. This guest is now joining us for the fourth time. He's currently starting his fourth year in the OHL. He wore 13 for Datsuk and now 19 for Eiserman. He's now number 19 in an Ice Dogs jersey patrolling center at Meridian Center, but number one in Ice Dogs fans' hearts. He is GB19. He is the show intern. He is Gavin Bryant. Welcome back, Gavin. How you wow. like that? How you like that? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my God. That was yeah. You like that? You were lying, eh? That was good. <laughs> yeah, hey. Yeah. Every single listener on here heard that beforehand. Um, that was it right there. We had to do the inter- introduction of all introductions. Your fourth time, you're leading the league in appearances. So uh, I think we got to tweet that out in the stats OHL stat department. We got to put that on the website. <laughs> Contact the league. Contact the league. Yeah. And you know, like where the suspensions are, we'll just put show appearances. GV <laughs> nineteen. And you know, it's gonna be hard not Four, to say GV eh? thirteen, but yeah. So, yeah. First question, GB19, why 19? right? Oh, God. Well, you know what? <laughs> I mean, yes. No, I'll give it to you that he has something to do with it a little bit. My mom's a big Steve Eisman fan. So, <laughs> my dad was my dad was Joe. My dad was Joe Sackett. But, no, um, I wore 19 back in novice days. It's just kind of the first – first number I wore and like back and back when I first started playing organized basically and no I kind of seemed fitting a fresh start new team kind of just go back to that Benetton right Rye had 13 too so uh that's funny that's how that played out but yeah well we, we, can, we can talk about that a little in a little bit but that's that no that's just a little bit behind that yeah yeah, and how's things going now, Gavin, with the move from Owen Sound to Niagara? How's that been? I mean, there's been a lot of questions about the Ice Dogs um, in the past, and you're seeing it, a little bit of a transition here. You're coming in as a leadership role to put up points. Um, and quite frankly, to get that opportunity, right? And um, how's that been so far, being in Niagara now for, what, two, three weeks now you've been an Ice Dog? And how's that been? Yeah, it's been good. Um I said to you before the podcast, they're a big, a big thing that I guess everybody in the organization was kind of telling me once the trade had happened and beforehand, before camp was just the a matter of flipping the script from last year, new culture. And it's, it's, it's pretty well been instilled for the uh, first couple of weeks here. It's a, it's a really good group of guys. All the staff care a lot about the team. Um, we get, everything in the world you can imagine as a hockey player. And it's just, they put us in the best position to succeed every day. And it's been, it's, it's been pretty good so far. And um, yeah, the big, the biggest thing is just flipping the script. And if I could play any part in doing that this year, it's uh, it's, it's something that I'm definitely excited, excited to be a part of for, for this year. Yeah. Yeah, Right on. 
Yeah. And what, like, what, what's the mood? How, how is everyone? Like, like you said, like, it's about flipping the script, like, you know, moving on what, whatever has happened over the last number of years, like, like, is the room reflecting that or like guys like just amped up and ready to go just to begin that new year? It's exciting. Yeah. Like yeah. it's an excitement. It's, it's cool because I can't speak on last year, but I, mm-hmm. I, I know it was a, it was somewhat of a tough year for them and no, it's just, it's a mood that is, I think, kind of needed in a hockey team where every guy is excited to show up every day, get better, mm-hmm. see the guys. Like, it's a tight group, like I said. And, no, it's just – it's a lot. It's a lot of excitement and it, it, a lot of drive in the room to to do something this year, something – nor something more than last year. But just, like, it's it's good. It's a, I'll use excitement again because it's just – it's over the moon. A lot of guys are over the moon, I think. So, it's good, including myself. Yeah, right on. And you guys had the second overall pick in Ryan Rubrick. I know you played a little bit with him so far in the preseason. Uh, how's he looked and what's it like to play with him? And what should OHL fans and Ice Dog fans expect to see in Rubrick? Uh, yeah, he works hard. Um, skilled. He's he's, uh, he's crazily skilled. And, uh, no, it's good. It's good to see these younger guys because um, there's, there's a couple on the team and uh, just guys like Rubes and uh, the fifth overall pick, Zada, they're – they're all they're all eager to learn they're always asking questions like it's and it's good to see right because you're coming into the ohl you're coming into the ohl and it's uh you you have systems in minor hockey but it's just a whole nother jump when you come when you get to the ohl and i mean asking questions is is great right and there's a lot of stuff to handle but they've they've seemed to handle it really well they've looked really really well in preseason the younger guys and uh no it's it's i'd be excited as a fan because i'm excited as a teammate so it's cool Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're right next to them too, right? So like 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 are you amped up for that to be in that role to show them kind of the ropes and and how it goes cuz we remember you as a young kid like on here on the show we went golfing in good old Ingersoll. That was a time like, like <laughs> hard to we'll imagine to be completely honest, but you know, like for you to kind of now be in that veteran role where like you said they're asking you questions, they want to learn as much as possible. Like how much pride are you taking in taking in that so far into camp as well as into your first year in Niagara? Yeah, you know what? it's it, it's cool. Like, cause I mean, coming in coming in my rookie year as uh, just, a, just a little kid, sixteen years old, seventeen years old, however old I was, it was it was just a matter of just trying to still be myself, and that was. Mm-hmm just being a leader in the room off the ice on the ice and whatnot. And that doesn't change much over the years and just, and you're right. Like seeing like, and maybe thinking these guys look up to me just cause I've been in the league for so however, however many years now it's cool. And you're right. I take a lot of pride in it for sure. Because at the end of the day, along with trying to get myself better and showing up every day and trying to get better each day, I want to get them better as well too. Their, their first years, they, they're just coming into the league. They don't know, they don't know, any better right so it's 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 cool and i'll sit and i'll say it again like taking i take a lot of pride in it for sure because it's just the per- type of person i am and uh it's cool for sure yeah and how's the adjustment going we talked about systems there are a few questions back gavin i mean the system adjustment how's that been with kuabara's system is there a lot of difference between greg walters and owen sound to the kuabara system and what's that transition been like now you played a couple exhibition games and uh what's that transition been like so far yeah, it's been good. I mean, I think every every coach has uh different little perks and whatnot, but uh 
No, Kui, he's, uh it's a fast game in the OHL, and he plays a speed game, running gun, and it's uh, no, I've gotten off, gotten off really well with him, along with the rest of the coaches as well. It's a, again, it's a, it's a group of guys that care a lot, and um, no, it's just, uh, I mean, you can't change too much in this league just because it's such a fast-paced game, and yeah. whether it's minor details in the D zone or in the neutral zone and whatnot, it's just. You always you always relate back to the just the speed of the game and having a running gun type of style of game and uh, it's been good so far and I think a lot of guys are buying in really well. He makes it he makes it pretty understanding for everybody and uh, he's been he's been really good so far. Yeah, right on. And um, you went through your first trade this year, right? So what was that like? I mean, that you can share on here, but what are some details about going through your first trade and what are the emotions like being traded? I mean, obviously there's some highs and a lot of lows. And you always hear things, right? But until you actually go through it, it's got to feel different, right? Like, it's like when you say, oh, you score your first goal, but it, it, when you actually do it, it's different. Or play your first game. What's that like uh, when you got traded? Like, what's the emotions like, the highs, the lows of the trade? Yeah, the colors didn't change too much, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we were joking about that. But um, no, it, it's it's exciting, right? It's a it's a new start. That's the thing, and um, no, I, just a little <laughs> a funny thing. My old roommate Mark Mark Woolley, he'd always he'd always tell me, "You're never a man until you get traded." So uh, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah going so that cool. was that was funny. I kind of came to him right away, but um it's exciting right like it's, it's a fresh start it's uh it's something new like and i can't lie to you putting putting the ice dog jersey on that first preseason game different number different guys around me it's cool it's exciting and uh no it's just uh i'm i'm sure the excitement would be just as high for that first regular season game in london so yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's exciting for you eh? i was gonna say home yeah <laughs> you guys to start with the knights yeah you third, see some faces third, there that you saw yeah. in the playoffs three years in the OHL and uh, three years starting in London. So it's, uh, it's special <laughs> for sure. Well, you know, what's going to be different, right? You're going to play two games against them. Then you're not going to play them again for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's yeah, the okay. cra- That's the crazy thing, right? Like you're playing this team, you play them so much. And there's that hatred there, right? Going home and sound out of Niagara playing London. And um, yeah, that'll be interesting. It'll be good for your family though, coming up from Ingersoll, I guess, going to London and It'll be a nice drive as well. So that'll be exciting to play uh, home and home with the Knights. But, my question here for you is, too, Gavin, you, we mentioned the young guys. Right? We mentioned Robrick. We mentioned those guys. But who are some veterans we should look out for this year on the Ice Dogs um, that are expected to really step up alongside yourself uh, and really contribute to the team's success this year? Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, there's a lot, I'll tell you. There's a lot. Um, just, I guess, some of the pickups that they've, uh, they've kind of done here in the last couple of weeks, picking up those guys from London. Uh, Fed Hump and uh, Paris today too. I think those are those are key guys and guys that uh, went through it last year and uh, well beat me last year. But <laughs> is there any um, is there any quotes from that? No, nothing yet. Nothing yet. I said I I kind of joked with Fed. You will now bit, with Humpy. Um, yeah, no, for sure. That but that was that was a good series last year. I mean, it was it was a four nothing series, but I mean. We we gave we gave him a go, I'll say, like for sure. But um no, there's yeah. just uh, those three for sure. Um Lavoie's been great so far. He was pretty welcoming right off the bat, texting me on the day I got dealt. And uh there's a lot of guys like Asadorian as well, I think is ready for a big year. Uh Bronson yeah. Rides heading to camp along with Flores. And uh no, I think it's a good goalie to duo as well with uh with uh Vandy and Flores and there's a bunch of guys. I mean 
I could, I could, I could name every one of them, but uh, no, it's just there's a lot of leaders in that room, and it's just a, it's a, it's exciting to see again coming into it and fresh. So, yeah, for sure. Um, how was your summer this year? I mean, you know, with athletes finally, I saw you at the showcase here in Woodstock about three weeks ago now. Wow, time flies, but I saw you a few weeks ago <laughs> in Woodstock. How, uh, how's your summer? Like, how do you do? Like, body wise, how's the body? Um, how are you feeling? Good man, good. It was uh, it was slow off the bat for sure. I got the uh, got the surgery done in uh, middle of April yeah. there, but yeah, so it was it was some long days at the start there, just uh, not being able to do much. Just kind of that that first two weeks, you're kind of not allowed to do much. You kind of just got to sit. But uh, Sucks. but hockey hockey was on, so that was that was that was fine with me. And uh, no, it was uh, I guess pretty. I I was fortunate enough too with my surgeon and my physiotherapist they did an unbelievable job this summer but I think I put myself in the best case scenario just lengthwise where kind of everything was hitting the right note I was uh and just the duration the durations that they were giving me I was kind of hitting that each note and it was it was cool because I mean I didn't I didn't have any expectations of it right like how long I was going to be out how long this Mm -hmm. and that so but it was good. Like I was back on the ice by June, July, not doing full everything, but skating. How was that? Getting, it was good. Like honestly, like yeah. and I got right, right, right into the den with uh, with uh, Jelsma there in Tilsonburg with his uh, yeah. with his mom, and well, she's he, she's the best. She's the best. One of the best power skaters. I'm the only power skater I've had, but she uh, she's maybe a better skater over the years. And no, right was, yeah, big figure skater. Good, right there. Big, yeah, uh, she was. Yeah, and it's cool how she kind of takes that and like actually makes it legit compared to well, hockey players, right? So, well, yeah, and like how many guys? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of guys here in the OHL that have done like figure skating and power skating. I mean, figure skating. I remember being a goalie, right? And like the angles, and like it's so tough on your edges. But like figure skating helps develop so much for your power skating. Like it's crazy how much of like you see these people that used to be. Uh, bigger skaters now they're playing hockey and like they're such good skaters like i'm sure there's it's a crazy, few guys man. in the o that like that you know or yourself that like like the skating like it's so important and now you look around right like remember i remember as a kid and like you watch guys and, like there's guys in the show that like couldn't skate right you're like oh this guy's not a good skater now you look in the ohl right how like you mentioned how fast of a game it is right how much it's changed um yeah there is no bad skaters like there is no bad For skaters sure. like like when you're playing like you don't know any like there's no bad skaters in the league anymore. So like it's changed so much and it's so important. Like, and I'm sure you can test to this. Like it's gotta be so important to constantly stay up on your power skating, stay up on certain skills because the league just keeps getting better. And as an older player each year, and here's one analogy, right? Like you look at every year, it, the OHL draft is a lot like the football draft, right? Like every year in the NFL, you're drafting the best player, right? You're, that's right. the best player. And each year in the OHL, when you see a kid get drafted, that's the best pick, right? We got we got mm-hmm. to steal the draft. It's better than last year's draft. So each year, just when you're 17 years old, right, when you get that 16-year-old group coming underneath you, right, and it's like, oh, this group's really good, and again, give them the edge a little bit. But it's like, it's so important, right, to still keep getting better, keep developing. You're not there yet. And it's like, it's got to be like so fascinating, right, to keep adapting your skills, getting better. It's so important as you get older in the league because it's so hard, right, and it's tough to make it. So uh, it's got to be tough and important to keep the skills going and developing. These kids are fast, man. These kids are fast. <laughs> yeah. Like it's and it's like honestly, as long as I'm, as long as I keep playing, however long I keep playing this sport, like it's 
it's something that I think is a must in in my program in the summer. Like it's it's so beneficial. Yeah. Like I feel like it's made me a, a way better skater over the years where I thought I lacked maybe at the in uh, my first year in the OHL. So it's it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. How uh how was Beamsville this weekend? Sorry, Reese. No, all good. Yeah, no, it was cool. Like those are those are fun fun stuff, man. Like my like the thing I think me and my dad always have is don't forget your roots. And it's just it's well, when you when you come out when you come out at warm up and there's two hundred kids in the small town of Beamsville just yelling and screaming and all that. Like it's cool. I was once I was once that kid, right? Like Right I mean, I had, season, I had season tickets for the Knights growing up, like, and it's just, it's cool. They get to experience that. They get an OHL game in the, the rink they play at, right? Like, it's cool. Yeah. It's, I know if I, if I don't know if it would ever happen in Ingersoll. We came close in Hockeyville the one year, I remember, yeah, but yeah. like, I I know if I, it, if it happened in, uh, in Ingersoll for me, I would just be through the moon excited. I was excited going to Knights games and being in the glass, right? So it's it's cool it's cool it's all about the kids it's all about the community and it's 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 cool to do i think every guy can speak upon that as well yeah, yeah for sure yeah how much how much does it mean for you to like even if it's just i know for road games might be tough might want to get on the bus get back home but like even for home games i know the ice dogs over the years they've yeah. done you know they've done autograph sessions after every home game like it's not every guy but a select group that'll go up and you know sign some autographs for some kids and of course at the meridian center the tunnel coming out to the ice, you'll see them all up that tunnel there. You'll see them hanging over looking for high fives. Like, like for you, how much does that mean to me? Not maybe spend, you know, a bunch of time with, with some kids, but like even just give them the the time of day, say, hi, what's going on? Like, does that still, is that something that means a lot to you? Like you take time away for, you know, from certain things to go say hi to a couple of kids here and there. The kids are great, man. Like it's, it's probably one of my favorite parts about being in this league and play and just playing, playing on this team for sure. Cause I've already kind of noticed it, just mm-hmm. the support and whatnot. But I mean, in Owen sound, I was coming in right away. I was, I just wanted to be big in the community cause it was such a small community as well. And, you and were. I feel like, and I feel like, yeah, like I feel like I tried to leave, tried to tried to make it a, the best I could and the, just uh, making time for the kids like you said and it was cool in Owen Sound right because it's small you, you you see a lot of similar kids but you mm-hmm. also see kids coming from Sobble and Collingwood and whatnot so it's cool and it, it hasn't changed in Niagara either I mean seeing being in that community game like I asked I asked before warm-ups I said to the guy I'm like how many pucks how many pucks can I pick up like <laughs> just because the kids the kids love it right the kids yeah. love yeah. the pucks and whatnot and uh it's it it's cool. Like it's something again. Like it as long as I'm playing, it's something that I'll never change. Because again, like I was, it, I was once that little kid, right? That was say yelling for a puck, yelling for a stick, cheering on cheering on my favorite team. Like it's cool, and it's just it, I'd be pretty pretty disappointed in myself if it was something that kind of left me. And I don't think it ever will. But it's it, it it's cool for sure. Yeah, and I think yeah, right that's, on. that's one of the biggest things that. Like there, there's a reason the dogs really aren't called the St. Catharines ice dogs. A, that doesn't sound very good, but like, <laughs> well, like at the same time, like it's, yeah, you got Beamsville, like Grimsby's a part of it. You got Font Hill, well in Port Colborne, Fort Erie, like the, obviously the falls, St. Catharines, like Port Dalhousie, all of those different areas. Right. And 
you know, as cool as it be, because I know the Ice Dogs always did community games. Like, I don't think they ever played one home game, whether it be at the Jack, whether it be um, at the Meridian Center. It was just always the community. And I think that, um, you know, that's still part of a game, part, big part of the OHL, whether it be a school visit during the week, like playing these community games. I know there's community skates as well yep. throughout the year. So, like, um, you know, just just from that standpoint, I mean, like you said, it, um you know, with Owen Sound being such a small community, it was like there were, I don't want to say there wasn't much to do, but like there's not as much opportunity for that as there would yeah. be here in Niagara, right? So, um, you know, how, mu- how much are you looking forward to those? Like just not even necessarily playing here, but just uh, being in Niagara, both living, playing, um, and essentially, um, you know, being you in the Niagara region. Yeah, like it's exciting. Like, I mean, again like i take i like i said i take a lot of pride in that stuff like and i took a lot of pride with it and no one's sound like you said yeah. and it's it was um it was cool like we had we would always do we'd have the skates after a game or stuff like that like yeah. and it's just it's cool that i'm going from one organization that really cared about the community to another one that cares a lot if not more than than Owen sound did and mm-hmm. it's just it, it it's cool because it's it i i feel like it's big in the league i feel like every team should be should yeah. be given back to the community because they show their support. So we got to, along with playing, we should, we got to show ours. And it's, it, and on another note too, like I'm coming, coming to Niagara, my, uh, my billet family has two younger kids as well. I think they're 10 and 12, but they're, they're nonstop on the go and reminds me of me and my sister when we were younger, <laughs> but it's, nice. it's cool. And they're, and they're huge fans of the dogs. Like we had, we had, um, uh Lavoie over last night he stayed for dinner watched a couple of football games and like they were just when we told him like they were just ecstatic that a nice dog was coming to the house we played some mini sticks like it's cool like it, there's it's yeah. it, it's a, a lot of young kids that are that we saw at the game in Beamsville for sure but even the preseason yeah. games there were a lot of younger kids and it's just it's cool I take a I, it's one of the, it's probably along with playing one of my favorite parts about being being in the league and the community work it's cool it's a lot of fun yeah that's right and don't worry i got a couple of football questions there in a little bit for you because next week next weekend uh, the dolphins i'm sorry if that undefeated streak ends i'm sorry about that because the orange crush the mighty uh denver broncos the three-time super bowl champions <laughs> go into my go into miami man you're just on a high because <laughs> you guys had an onside kick to start a game no, hey, that's unreal. Hey, hey, like, hey, I love that. No, Sean Payton there has the yeah, I tweeted that out. The Sean Payton there is here. Risky, like, yeah, risky that, by Mr. Payton. Risky yeah, by Mr. Payton. I love it. Hey, Payton's have done well in Denver. It's all good. Yep. And by the way, Monday night, Monday night as we're recording, Aaron Rodgers got carted off in the Jets jersey. So that's terrible. For in the first quarter, he got carted off. So ankle injury. Oh, so Zach, oh, Zach Wilson's in at quarterback. So that's tough when you trade all those pieces and you go in a you're the quarter, the guy gets hurt, quarter. carted off. Yeah, wow. it's, it's that's breaking news. Wow. Oh my Insider. god. Insider. <laughs> wow. But yeah, they, um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> hey, about the ice dogs, I just want to, I just want to say one thing. What's some uh, personal goals for you, and uh, some team goals as well? Yeah, man, I got a, I got both of them for sure. Uh, it's a big year for me. I got two more years left in this league. Hopefully, I hope. Um, but. I mean, it's just, uh, I think I spoke last year a lot. I didn't, didn't have a full year last year, obviously. And I think the biggest thing for me last year was, uh, was consistency. There were, there were times in my rookie year where say I'd have a, a good couple games, whether it's getting on the, getting on the scoreboard, 
good in my own end, and then I would kind of fall, fall off there for a couple of games. And I think just this year, it's big. It's big consistency. I think that's been the name of the game the last two years for me. And um, no, I think just the off the ice as well, trying to be a leader for all these uh, for these younger guys and um, on the ice as well. I've uh, I've tried to be that be that be that person so far this camp. But I think as a team as well, just. Uh, Again, I'm going to use the flip in the script part, but I think it's uh, I'm a part of this team now, and I think it's big for us to flip the script from last year and um, just kind of take take this year with a with a grain of excitement and uh, nerves because there'll be nerves coming for sure, and um, just kind of take it and go. Like I think it's a really really good group. Like yeah, and kind of that last trade today has kind of put it in perspective of what this group can do and what the what the potential is, and. Um, no, I think it's just uh, it, having having that work ethic and that mindset every day of showing up and getting better as a team and personally. I think it's uh, will put us in a put myself and the team in a really good spot this year. So, yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I know he asked you this question like four years ago. Now it would be just incredible to think because I remember like and we were talking about this before we came on. I remember like when you uh, when we first had you on the show, talk about the draft. You just get drafted. I think it was like two weeks after the draft. No, it was three because we had uh, we had Ty Nelson on who went first overall. We had Pano that went second, and you came on the week after. And I remember uh, when you came on, and uh, your dad being from the Delhi, Ontario, so you know he's a <laughs> you know he's a good guy if you're from Delhi. But um, when uh, he created the CCM shirt, and I mentioned that that came up on my memories a couple weeks ago. Um, that was awesome. The CCM, oh, he just like laminated that uh, Owen Sound Attack draft shirt for you. <laughs> and uh, just getting the new jersey and the new helmet and stuff. I mean, when you see those young guys, what was that like? I know you talked about it a little bit beforehand, before we came on, but what was that like when you see some of those young guys? Like you were that young guy to get their equipment for the first time. You see their eyes just wide open. Or in, like, warm-ups and stuff, like the first exhibition game at Meridian Center, I'm sure, like, some of the kids, like, the younger players that on your team, it's like, like wow, you know, like, you can't be satisfied yet. You haven't made the team yet, but, you know, it's close. And you're playing yeah. in the OHL building, you got your equipment. What's that feeling like seeing some of those young guys now being a leader, uh, seeing those guys go through it? Does it bring back memories for you? Oh, 100%. 100% because I know I can see it in their reaction. They're going through exactly what I did, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's a cool feeling. Like, I mean, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't really, you black out on draft day and it's just, it's something you'll remember for the rest of your life, being with your family and whatnot. I've said it a million times, but it's, it, it, it's cool because you just you, you feel like all your all of that work put in all the work your parents your siblings your if the rest of your family has done for you over the years and kind of just putting it all into perspective and it kind of you kind of look back on it it's important to look back on it as years as you go like I think when this trade happened like I was like yeah I kind of had that feeling again like when you start when a new year starts, you get that feeling again. When you get your first goal of the year, first point, first hit, you get that feeling again. So it's it's cool just to like it's it and seeing the young guys like just embracing it. And that's what I, I that's what I've said to a couple of them. I'm yeah. Like man, embrace it because it goes by pretty quick. Like I remember just yesterday being in that COVID year, like kind of just waiting to see what would happen, waiting to see if the league yeah. is starting up yeah. again and just stuff like that, and then eventually getting to a rookie year, and it's just time flies and it's been a ride it's been a lot of fun and it's just uh it, it, it's cool the the bonds you make the relationships you make the relationships that last a lifetime and i've already already made a bunch here in niagara and it's uh 
I'm pretty confident it's going to be buddies that I'll have for life. And I already have buddies from Owen Sound that I'll have for life that I still keep in touch with. And it's just, it's a ride. It's a, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. My, my dad uses yeah. that one too. So it's kind of one that I, <laughs> that I take in as well. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I saw him at, I saw him at the prospect or at, not the prospects. I saw him at the athletes tournament there. He's pretty into it. So it was great to see him uh, ready to go for the season. You can tell he's getting ready. Uh, He's ready to go as well, so he I'm sure he's gonna it. like yeah. that. He's gonna like that show note on his walks. Yeah, he he loves it. That that tournament was cool. That was a lot of fun. We did that. It was good. It's good hockey, and I mean, uh, it's uh, the athlete farm too. Luke and Luke and Taylor, they've they've kind of taken that. I've been. I was I was with them seven years ago, eight years ago, working yeah. out with them. Whether it was my baseball team or the team in Brantford, but and then kind of getting more more solo with uh with Bo there than I, the last five years or four years it's just crazy to see how how much they've built as well because they just exactly. got they just got a new gym they just got a new gym in Brantford they got the one in Niagara still yeah the building in the, yeah yeah they were they're building a new one in uh in Ingersoll too and it's just it's cool it's cool to see they've been they've been really good to me over the years it's cool to see them kind of branching out getting bigger and along with you guys too so it's cool it's cool <laughs> Yeah, and it's like yeah, trade on for athletes farm. Um, I know they have their social media out there on Instagram. They always got you guys like the features and everything. That's pretty cool. And I know they've grown a lot, and uh, and a lot of guys from the OHL, former OHLers, in there as well, and a lot of Division One college players there, and pro hockey players as well that uh, go there. You name a few that like play in the OHL that the listeners would know. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of it was kind of just me and me and. Bo Gelsma there at the in Ingersoll. Uh Merrick Vanacker was in Brantford along with uh the McCallum brothers. Um oh god, you're gonna have me thinking here. Uh if you switch to the AHL, <laughs> yeah, you got you got uh John Parker Jones, who played for Peter Rose mm-hmm. on Laval yeah. now. And um, how much is that? Sorry, Adam, well, but when you Parker Jones, right? You big guy, very intimidating guy. You're playing against him in junior. You imagine you come up as a 16 year old against a guy like that, a big guy like that coming over his blue line. Um, yeah. A guy like that, a guy like that. How much do you learn from those guys, the big guys like that, that are in professional hockey, and you want to strive to get there, right? You want to strive to get to those professional hockey, professional hockey. Those are your dreams to keep striving up and keep moving on. How important is that to play with those guys like that? It's cool, man. Like I was like. Back when back when I was a rookie and skating with guys like John, um, Holden Whale, yeah, Marco yeah. Marco Jakovlich, Griffin Fox, like all those guys that are that are on to good things, better things now. Like it's it's cool. I'm just a sponge soaking it all in with those guys, and it's yeah. just it's it, yeah, like you said, like it's cool. It's cool skating with those guys. I I I love picking up off ice off ice stuff from those guys too. How much they take care of their bodies off the ice, whether it's uh taking taking the 20 minutes after before a workout to do the right things and whatnot i've taken a lot of pride in that and it's uh it's 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 cool to see because those are those are guys i was looking up to there as a rookie and kind of kind of switching switching places with them now where they're kind of moved on and i'm in an older role in the in the league and it's 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 cool and it's it's cool as a gym as well like having we we get like we get a pretty good group of guys that can that make for a good make for a good skate make for a good uh, joint workout if we have it like it's it, it's cool to see for sure yeah and we talked about that there before about like when we came, like when you uh came up in the league we we're talking about guys like 
veteran guys that you want to play with and you get to train with some of those guys. But who are some guys that you play with or play against that are tough? Like, who's the toughest guy you've played against so far in the O that you'd say, like, you admire his work ethic and skill? Who's the guy that really stands out to you that maybe a lot wouldn't understand? Oh, that's tough too. Um, I mean, yeah. toughest like I, I mean, heading in, heading into the rookie year and going up against uh, guys like uh, Jack Agaryev. Um, when, Jack when Parrot, yeah, when Parrot got traded and he was on the other side instead of mine, that was a that was a little eye opener. Yeah. But I mean, I guess more on a, a um, I was big. In my rookie year, I was kind of I would play a role of shutdown, with uh, yeah. with whether it was Wolves and Chibrikov on the back end, and I played with played with a couple different guys. But I, I going up against guys like uh, I, the big Windsor matchup we'd always have was Johnson Cooley and either Maj or Zito, and I That's think kind of playing playing against Johnson and see what he's kind of doing now. And same with Cooley too. Like it's just it's an eye opener for sure to see just. Uh, their habits on the ice and whatnot. Um, I remember, I guess <laughs> I got a funny story too. When uh, in Sarnia, we, it was a game, uh, my rookie year in Owen Sound against Sarnia and uh, Voider, Ty Voigt was um, pulling up, pulling up to the, uh, pulling up the face off dot at the start of the game. He took a look at uh, Wolves at the back end, took a look at Chibrikov at the back end. Looked to his left, saw Logan Lesage. Looked to his right and saw Makachek, and kind of turned to me and was like, <laughs> "You guys got us all night, eh? That's not good." <laughs> so, kind of <laughs> to get compliments. I've been, yeah, it was it was cool, right? Because I don't I don't play that yeah. big of that physical of a role, but I I can guarantee you the other four guys I was the only ice with were playing that role. So, it, it's cool. But I mean, just I I'm still a sponge in this league, just trying to pick up anything from yeah. whether it's my teammates yeah. or guys around the league. So it's cool. It's cool for sure. There's a lot of a lot of skill, a lot of talent in the league, and it's it's fun for sure. All right, my last question for you. What was that uh, first bus ride up the Sault Ste. Marie, Saginaw, Flint, that weekend road trip like for you? Because that, that road <laughs> trip's tough. Those three and threes are tough. What was your first three and three? Like, especially in those places in the winter, it's a tough trip. You got to play that three and three. Three and threes are tough, especially especially when you get older, I think. But, um, no, those are – those are big team team bonding times as well. You got you're showing up mm-hmm. and you want to get six points on those uh, three and threes on the road. But I mean, it's a lot of fun getting together with the guys, getting in the hotel, kind of living that style. Um, it's a lot of fun. I missed. I don't know if I played in the the Sudbury Sioux trip we had last year. I don't think I was playing. But just again, being with the guys, being on the bus, the bus. I I would say the bus is one of the best parts too as well. That's like, the thing. Yeah. Getting yeah. with the guys and whatnot, like, and I'm fortunate enough I got a good spot on the bus in Niagara this year, right at the back. So, right on. That's that's fun as nice. well. But I mean, you get like, yeah, you just you get stuff, you get stuff going on the bus. Like, I mean, you you are showing up again for you're showing up on the road again to do the job. But it's yeah. uh, and it eventually when you if you do do the job and you get the win, it's it makes for a pretty pretty fun bus ride after. But it's the road trips again are are great parts as well as a team as a as a as a player as well you kind of get that lifestyle so it's cool yeah that's cool how about the bus how about the bus duty you still get better yeah yeah you know what yeah <laughs> bus duty's good bus duty's good we got a good system here i think everybody everybody yeah. kind of pitches in here and helps out so it's good it's good it makes it makes it pretty quick 
everybody keeps their uh everybody keeps their uh their uh, little little area tidy so it's good it's good uh-huh. they're not how many how many years how many years do you have to wait for that uh back seat on the bus each year you creep back or what yeah you creep back each year but um no last year uh fortunate enough i was uh i was right in the back last year for most of the year riding pit but um no, I'm at the back again this year, but it's just I I don't know. It's 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 fun, right? Like I mean, wherever you said you're near the guys, so yeah. and it was and like and I would even uh, God, I remember you know how it goes too. in the back. Yeah, and that's what I mean, right? And <laughs> all I, the and talks I go to the back of the bus. <laughs> exactly. I can't speak for Niagara quite yet, but I mean, I'm a big card guy, and if you're and right if on. you're at the back and. Uh, if you're at the back in Owen Sound, you're playing cards because a lot of us, a lot of us guys playing cards seed. And I remember, so in our rookie year, I made it back by the end of the year. I was back there playing Euchre as well, which was an eye opener for me, but nice. it's, it <laughs> Man, was good. Yeah, it was sick. Yeah. That's the go-to game, Euchre. It might be tough yeah, on that's the box, I was wondering. but like. Yeah, like, like it's cool because, so they told me, so the guys in Niagara told me last year that their pit last year, the seats like switched. So the back two were kind of facing each other, and there was a table like right in between oh, us. Oh, that's good. That's good. So I'm like, oh, like a plane. That was money. Yeah, Steen Steener made a uh, Steener actually made a homemade table last year that fit right in the aisle, like poker table. So that's that was good. cool. That's yeah, but <laughs> you know, I it's sick. That. You yeah, guys are waiting for the bus. He pulls up yeah. this table. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's sick. That's Especially like the road trips, trip. man. Yeah, you yeah, get so sick of your phone and whatnot. Like, no, yeah. but our big ones. What we do? We do euchre. Uh, guys at the front last year, we get blackjack going, and that would get that, that would get interesting. But we yeah. played. Uh, what else did we play? We played schnarps too. It's kind of like euchre. I don't know. If oh, okay. No, yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. No. yeah, but no, it's it's fun. What's the what's the other one I picked up on? Who's who has some good players? No one sound. Wolves was good in my first year. Chibikov was unbelievable. Really? Yeah. Or no? Was he good? <laughs> well who was bad <laughs> chibi either sucked or was really good i can't remember but <laughs> no i gotta i gotta fact check that i don't know but um no last year like uh uh cedar cedar was good uh we get some good games going like just the euchre tournaments one cedar was good bars barlow was good um all the kind of all the older the older crew were good like yeah. it wasn't it was yeah. some good games so cars is fun though i like i like it it's yeah. fun but, oh yeah that- That'll be right on. You gotta give us a scoop in Niagara. See who the card guys are. Um, I know. I don't know if they play much. I gotta get it going. Yeah, like Euchre. Euchre's kind of the go-to one. So that's, that's yeah. it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of guys. Know, yeah, you know the fellow Norfolk guy will join you, Vanette and stuff. Oh yeah, he will. He's a he's a numbers guy. He'll know. He'll know for sure. But yeah, no, yeah. a lot of guys like a lot of guys are football guys too on this team, which is cool. So. Oh, that's alright. Yeah, oh, throw really a game good, on yeah. Sunday afternoon after a game. Oh, yeah, we yeah, didn't move. Yeah, we didn't move yesterday. Yeah, I had a couple of guys over. We didn't move nice. all day. It was awesome. Sunday football Who's, back, baby. It was awesome. A of, they a lot of Bills fans there. Me and Niagara now, a lot of Bills fans or what? Lavoie's Bills. Um, any Broncos? Anyone? Uh, Broncos? Anyone want to come on the? Anyone want to come on the OHL on sixty podcast? Next yeah, week? I know. I don't know. Broncos my, uh, beat Miami. Oh, whatever, man. My best buddy. My best buddy from. Uh, <laughs> my best buddy from Ingersoll. He's playing football at the University of Windsor right now. He's a oh, big wow. Broncos fan, so. Hey, I was I talking mean, to him the other day. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we, we got we got fantasy going and whatnot. My billet dad's That's a big cool. football guy too. He loves fantasy. 
my bill at mom, I think is a Patriots fan. So that's not good, but yeah, that's yeah. tough. Yeah. That's not good. That's <laughs> not good. But <laughs> you yeah, got a seatmate no, on the good. bus, Gavin, or are you, are you Sorry? alone? You got a seatmate yeah, on the a... bus or are you alone? No, I'm alone. Um, yeah, that has a lot of perks. <laughs> no, I got lucky with that. Um, but it was like, I was, I was close and, uh, in my rookie year in Owen Sound, we had so many rookies, man, that uh, yeah, that first year. Like, we had 12. I think we had 12 first-year players. That was players. a combined 16- and 17-year-olds yeah. there. Yeah, so we had, we had a lot. Like, I, think we were among, I think we were among the top in the league. And I, I remember a couple of trips there, me and uh, me and Barza to double up. I remember, I think, our first trip to That's Flint. Cool. Yeah, that first trip to Flint in playoffs, everybody was doubling up. But, man, like, oh, Looking back on it, it's crazy. That series against Flint, where we how was that? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, man, that was that was one of the best series. Like, only been a part of two in the OHL, but like, I will always be able to look back on that. That was war against them. Like, it was just, and it's and that's another that's another thing, right? Like, I mean, like if we get to the, it's another just thing that I can instill in these younger guys. If we end up fortunate enough to get there this year, like, it's something like that I could. I can say like it's a whole different ball game, man. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a, there's three seasons, right? There's three seasons that coaches always say in a, in an OHL season, you got your four Christmas after Christmas and then playoffs. Like, so it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's special too, especially playing, especially playing against Flint there. Flint as a fan, not as a fan base, their fan base has always been good, but as a arena, it's the facilities come a long way. Um, that atmosphere there for that series. I remember that. That was incredible there when you guys went there for seven, right? Yeah, you guys went to play yeah. for seven. And that yeah, atmosphere was yep. in, that that atmosphere. And I mean, as you can now attest to this, when you play seven game series like that, that's tough. Um that's tough on the body, you feel it. And that's that's it's kind tough. of I mean and you meant that's like when you mentioned that you're not a man until you get traded, but you're really not a man until you play a seven game playoff series. Too. Oh, you're right, man. You're right. Yeah. And I was uh I, I got unlucky there. I got hurt game five there in Flint. But um no, just like even from watching, like we went back home for game six, down three two, pulled that one out on I wanna say a Tuesday, and we're on a bus right that. to Flint. Yeah, we were on a bus right to Flint that night. And it was crazy too because I was I was kind of in a situation where I was gonna be ready. I think by game if we had won by if not game one game two of the next series, which was gonna be Sue. And yeah, I remember just how crazy like we weren't we weren't getting too ahead of ourselves what uh, whatsoever. But like I remember like the whole plan was I think we were I think Sue was gonna be like that Friday. So we played the Wednesday and I remember like a couple we days later, gonna yeah. go, yeah, we were going to go right to Sue, I think. And like, like, um, our, our media guys were going to like go to our billet homes, grab stuff we needed for the two days we were in Sue. So it was just like that like, crazy like that. And obviously we didn't come out on top, but it was just, again, like it was cool. Like that first game and game one in Flint, those fans, those fans get going, like they're crazy. And we, I think we pulled out. Yeah. We pulled out that game one in Flint and kind of, but that was a good team, man. Yeah, like they, had a, came, they were good. Yeah, they were a really yeah. good team. Like they had Austin was their captain. They they had Keppen back. Uh, mm-hmm. PRC, Lombardi Kuzman. coming out. Lombardi Kuzman was a tank. Uh, guys my age, Hayes, Petrie, and um, oh, who's their goalie? He's with the Leaf system. Before Popovich, right? Cavlin. It was Cavlin. Cavlin. Yeah. He was a righty, yeah. and he was. And yeah. he he was a competitor, man. Like he, he was really good in that series. He was huge. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ricky was good, and I mean, just having having uh, Wolves and Chibi back there, and Seed and Seds, and it was it was good. Like so much space for development too. That's such a good opportunity. Yeah, it like, was fun, see, man. Yeah, and you know the best part is about the playoffs. You get in that zone. You know, like when you get in the playoffs, it's weird. Like it's kind of like it feels like it goes forever because it's such a yeah. grind. But it yeah. also feels like – but it's also like you're in such a blur. It's like all you can think about. It's all you can focus on. Like it's crazy yeah. like the zone you lock in during the playoffs. Yeah. So you can say whatever you want. Then all of a sudden when you're in the series, that's all you think about all day. And the cool part is, too, you really don't have to try to get up for those games. You know when you got to play – you know like when you have your B game in on a Tuesday night somewhere in yeah, January yeah, yeah. or – like, you know, you got to have your A game, and it's so easy to get up for those games, right? Like, there's no yeah. excuses. Like, you're in it. Like, I think that's the best part with the playoffs is you're constantly thinking about it, you know, and it's such a grind. Like, mentally, that's all that's on your mind. So, it's kind of – it's really cool to, like, when you get into that playoff series and you go through the grind. I remember with the Bulldogs that year, that was a year swept the first three series, and all of a sudden, game one, you lose an overtime to Windsor. And it was like, wow. Yeah. Windsor, was, Windsor was loaded up front that year with Justin yep. Cooley and Zito. Um, Pierre yep. was really good back there. Abraham was good, and they were lower pair. It went there, um, and they were really good. And you lose game one at home in overtime. It's like wow, like you know, we just lost kind of a shock. But it's such a cool atmosphere, and it's really like when you go through that grind, it's kind of all you think about, right? So like, yeah, it's really neat to hear that perspective. And thanks for sharing. About every that. every cool. game, every game is like mini sticks road hockey game seven in the playoffs. Whoa. Like it's crazy, right? Yeah. Like yeah, and I, even even. Yeah, like the fans, like and even last year, like I know we got swept and whatnot, but we lost two games in overtime. Like we had some injury problems. Yeah, was, like I know, I don't close. think, yeah, I don't think Sedley didn't play game three and four. Bars went down in game four. A bunch of guys weren't were hundred percent. Like it was just luck of the draw. Whatever. London was a great team. Obviously, they showed. But like, I mean, I know on a personal standpoint, like first round game one playoff series against London, like in, in the bud. Yeah. And the bar, you grew up, like, going, to, you grew up going there, right? You grew, I grew up, up going, going there, and it was it was uh, so I got hurt in February. I just skated my shoulder in February. That was my first game back to game one. So and like it's pumping? just I know like I know like I can speak for myself just because I was a fan growing up, and it wasn't too tough for me to get up for that game just on a from family <laughs> being there, whatnot, and the and just my personal history with it, but. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things, like you said, like it's, 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 it can't be, it can't be tough getting up for those games. Like it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know what it's like? It's like, and another thing too, because when I had my first media game at the Bud, I remember like going out in the corner, the corners in London. That's so cool. Like when you go out in the corner, like, and especially in the playoffs and they have the white, like the phone lights going and stuff. And like in the corner. And for those, like for the OHL fans listening, like you gotta go to a game at the Bud. Um, yeah. Good opportunity. The home and home with Niagara. Go out and see GB19 play at the Bud. Spoil the, par- <laughs> spoil the party. Spoil the party. Sorry <laughs> the Knights fans listening, but they're coming in hot. Um, Fun, say ban- banner night at the Bud. Spoil that. Western Conference. Yeah. Spoil that. Yeah. But it's so, it's so cool when you come out in the corner and you see those lights and you see the upper bowl like going to the bench. like, And then you see the Knights coming by you like after warm-ups, you know, and you're talking a little bit of the smack there. Yeah. Um, it's like it's so cool playing there, you know. It gets your I can't game. really, honestly, yeah. I can't really say too many bad things about rinks in the league, like any of them. They're just so cool to yeah. play at. But it's just like London kind of just portrays a NHL rink. I think 
better like than playing at MSG. Right. Like it basically, right? Like, I mean, like it kind of portrays it, I think, the best out of all the rinks in the league. Yeah. And that's not a knock on any of the rinks because I genuinely absolutely yeah. love every single rink. Like yeah, I'm been Oshawa actually. I've been to Oshawa, but yeah, Windsor Windsor's cool. Like, I mean Ottawa. Yeah, T D. Pretty yeah. legit, right? Like and it's cool, man. Like, but I mean, you get you get to the bud and it's it's a little bit of an eye opener for sure. Yeah, what are what are the yeah. first impressions of Meridian? It's good, man. Like it's yeah. uh the ice is great. Nice. Like it's uh right it's it, it it feels like it it's like a junior rank. Like it's like it's yeah, it's cool. They got that that one end, like our end, they kinda open up and whatnot, mm-hmm. bring the seats out, mm-hmm. uh the sweet bunch of suites as well. Like and it's uh I guess the another thing too is the room. The dress they they take good care of that dressing room. It's, yeah, it was it's, it's pretty nice, cool eh? as well. That room, it's very nice. Yeah, it was yeah, awesome. that, spot. That whole yeah. that whole like area is just like because I was there for three years and like so I was around the guys. I was in the room. Like we'd shoot video features in the room, and it's like you, you see photos of other rooms. And you're like, oh, that's cool. London's pretty sweet. Like Kitchener's got all the history Flint. in the room. Flint looks dope, but like. Like for one of the newer buildings in the rink, Meridian, it still kind of is. Although, what I think we're at seven or eight years, maybe six, seven, eight years, Meridian Center being yep. open. But like it's, like it, it's sick. Like that whole area, it, it's essentially one area. Like there's no doors blocking anything off, really. Eh? It's uh, yeah. minus, minus it's the cool. big doors for the room, but like like the yeah, you walk, are right yeah, you walk us, in. Like, yeah, you walk in. You got the history on the walls. Yeah, and you then you go to the whether it's the actual dressing room the video room the gym's huge like it's yeah. just it's it's cool it's cool for sure yeah absolutely yeah, awesome well i think i think i've i think i'm time. pretty well good yeah yeah what been, a time good, been a time? good chat yeah um yeah, like, appreciate oh, the awesome, time man. again gavin yeah and i mean we're in the same city now so i'll have to i'll have to come see you quite a bit down at meridian yeah boys you know what um yeah, for, this is fourth time I did it, right? This is the fourth time I was on. Yeah, yeah. number four. No, I can't, uh, yeah, I can't say uh, can't say enough uh, nice things about you guys and what you guys are doing, and um, just to see you guys kind of get bigger here over the over the years, it's uh, it's awesome, and I know you guys will. Thanks, man. You guys will keep yeah, going, and uh, I I wish I uh, I wish I kept in touch more over the years, and I uh, I'll, I'll try to over the next. Uh, this year and whatnot but no you guys are busy and uh and whatnot too and uh no i'm just uh really happy for you guys and thanks again for having me on i appreciate it yeah thanks for coming yeah, thanks, on we'll Kevin. have to do something when yeah. the bulldogs play yeah. the ice dogs we'll uh meet up after the game or something chat me and uh yeah me and me and Bo talked about a sandbag or two this summer we didn't get around to it i wasn't swinging a club till yeah. later in the summer so yeah. next All summer right. will be uh perfect we'll be, but we'll have to scout the courses in niagara here some of them are pretty sick. Yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to where did I go the other day? I went to Royal Niagara the other day. Oh, okay. I've been there. Ooh. Yeah. 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 That was nice. cool. That was cool. Weird yeah. though. Like three nine hole courses. I've never seen yeah. that before. I know. It's, yeah. it's kind of odd but, the way yeah. it's laid out, but it's nice. Yeah. It's cool, man. Well, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Cool. You tell uh you tell Jelsman, I'm sure if he's listening to this. Um, you tell him. I'm ready any place, any time. Let's do it. He broke our hearts last year. So uh I'm we're ready. We're ready. He beat um, me he beat me a couple times this summer, man. Like yeah. I think it'd be a good matchup for sure. All right. All right. Perfect. Yeah, appreciate Can't the wait. time, Gavin. Again, thanks a lot. 
Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Take a break. Come back on the other side of the OHL and 60 podcast. We look ahead to what the Eastern Conference has in store for everybody next on the OHL and 60 podcast. Welcome back to the OHL and 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. Huge thank you to Gavin Bryant for joining us once again here on the show. Always a good time to catch up with him. And oh, with me being about 10 minutes away from the Meridian Center, I might see him quite a bit this year. Head down if I Bulldogs aren't playing, got nothing to do um, on certain nights. Head down to the Meridian Center. Uh, see Gavin, see the Ice Dogs play, see the opponents they got. Uh, should be fun. Always a, always a good time with Gavin, and he always provides um, some pretty good stories, pretty good insights, and I think this was the best one yet, I would say. I mean, that first one was good, Wardy. Like, we enjoyed having him on after he gets drafted because of all that excitement, oh, yeah. but I mean, like, you can tell he's just fired up for this new opportunity in Niagara. I mean, yeah, like, it's just, you could, you could tell, even before, like, the we started recording, it was like, man, this dude's ready, like. Meridian Center, like it, it gets loud. Like that horn's loud. The fans can be loud. Um, like it's, yeah, I, he's excited. You can tell that just the way he talks about the Ice Dogs. Like you see all the negativity they get on Twitter um, and on you know wherever from from yeah. certain people. But like you can tell, like like the way he was speaking about the culture in the room. Like it's different. Like when we talked about it in the first segment about the Burke era being gone, like it's gone. You can tell like front office on ice, it's gone. Yeah. Like it's been like, and definitely when you add character, right. That's when it starts. When you got guys like Gavin coming in, Humpy coming in. Yeah. Like those guys are huge. Those guys are huge in the community. They're huge in your room. And I think the big thing is addressing your man, the belief. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I know Gavin would attest to this, the belief, you know, like when, um, when you, the thing is, when you learn, you learn when you lose. You don't yeah, learn when you win. You don't learn when you win. And you know that's the thing. Um, I talked to Jay McKee, the coach of the Bulldogs, last week, and he said about like how the Bulldogs are three and one in the preseason, right? They're having success in the win columns, but there's still a lot of things that they got to work on. They're not playing great hockey. Um, power play is like one for sixteen. You know, yeah. there's a lot of things that not playing good hockey. So when you hear that stuff, and like when you see that mentality, where like you know, you can pick up bad habits winning. But when you lose and when you hit adversity, that's when you really learn. That's when you know what you have. And I thought last year with the Ice Dogs, from afar, obviously from a, this is from afar, but oh, my yeah. personal opinion is watching the Ice Dogs, they had no leadership last year. They, um, when I watched them from afar, they would lose. They'd lose two, three games in a row, but then it would turn into a losing 10 games in a row because there's no belief there. Guys like Gavin, guys like Humpy, those guys are going to bring you to the fight. Um, those guys, I'm telling you, they don't lose. How many times? How many times have um, Owen Sound, Hamilton slash London lose five games in a row like that? Yeah, you know how many times? Ryan Humphrey's coming from a Hamilton London um, back to back finals appearances. Like, I well, mean, tough to ask for more it. than that. Well, my, my point is about this is. London Knights started 0-3 last year, 0-4 last year, yeah. ended up winning the conference. 
Yeah. What? Ha- how did they change the season? How did the London Knights change the season for the better? They went out and made the big trade for George Diaco. Where George Diaco come from? Right. It's when you're getting guys from systems, and I'm guarantee you, every single Knights fan and Bulldogs fan that's listening to this about the trade for George Diaco will yeah. say, "Well, hey, you know, yeah, that makes sense with so, Humphrey, right? Yeah, it so, makes sense." And I, I got, I have a story about that. I totally forgot to bring it up, and I can even bring up, bring it up again when we discuss the West, um, and even in our season preview show that'll air in a couple of weeks' time. Um, but for when I filled in a few times for the London majors, um, their inter-county baseball league team there in London and, uh, uh, game two ish because game one technically didn't finish before game two, but, um, w- went down there, uh, to do the game on YouTube and, um, you know, throwing out the p- first pitch, none other than Easton Cowan, um, guy who Fire. just gets drafted, you know, he's coming back to town for training camp, getting ready to go with the Knights and, that was one of the questions I wanted to get across. We had him on, I think it was the bottom of the third inning. Um, we had him on to to discuss a few things. And I asked him about that. I go, you know, with, with yourself and Kitchener, the horrible starts you got off to, and I don't think I used horrible, but for the Knights and Rangers standards at that point, you could say it was. Um, and I asked him, I go, what, what was different? Was there a meeting? Um, like, did it have to do anything with – that something that Dale said, something that Mark said, um, or was it flat out George Diaco came and made that difference for you guys? He goes, it helped. I, I think it was a combination of both. He kind of, you know, the group had a, had a little bit of a talk. They kind of discussed everything, what, you know, about that yeah. start of the year, what they liked, what they did. Like. Yeah. And then, and then reality George, check. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Yeah, and George, he said George helped with that. Like, dude came off a championship, went to a Memorial Cup final. Like, yeah, the the culture just changed um, after that moment. And again, it's not. He said it wasn't all George; it was the group itself. But still, like around that time, when you have guys that have been there, and it's not even necessarily about winning. Humpy didn't win last year; he won the year before, but he didn't win last year. And and like you still said, still went the distance. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, you learn a lot when you lose, sometimes a lot more than when you win. So I, I think that's big. You're absolutely right. Like Humpy coming in, um, Gavin coming in, the fact that you know he was part of a franchise that was a you know in a pretty damn good seven game series against the good Flint yeah. Firebirds team that we just chatted about. Like that that means a lot to guys yeah. who have never been there and who are just coming into the league. You know what I really like about you know what I really like about Owen Sound in their core, and this has been there the last couple of years. They compete, they yeah. compete hard. Greg Walter's gonna do that. He didn't Oshawati right, but they compete hard. And, um, they're a tough team to play against, and I mean that yeah, that was a four game series, but you're almost against London last year. But you're almost looking at it as if it's one of those situations where. Uh, Carolina, Florida was in the Stanley Cup playoffs where Brendan Moore came off and said that wasn't a sweep, that wasn't a sweep. He's getting made fun of by non-intelligent hockey people. But when you play those series, when you go the overtimes and three out of the four games or yeah. two out of the four games, like that one goal games, like you have no idea how close those games are. Like one shot difference, it's over. Like it's the other way. So those are tough. I think it's actually more grueling when you lose in four games and you lose in overtime like that. It, that's, it hurts even more. Like, it's tough, but I respect how they play for sure. And I think it's really cool how you've seen both those uh, 
a lot of good uh, character guys going to Niagara. And really, I guess that's my opinion on the Ice Dogs that we get into the conference. I yeah. just think I think that's the one positive thing for the Ice Dogs. I think they have a ton more character. I would say they have they flipped the character. Like how Sean Payton said about Denver Bronco analogy. Like how he said about the Jets that we're trying to do everything opposite of what Nathaniel Hackett did. That's kind of what Niagara's doing, trying to do every single thing that was opposite of last year. And I would you could honestly say that the leadership this year is complete opposite of what it was last year. Agree. Yeah. So there's Niagara for you. Um, <laughs> that was pretty simple. Yeah. Um, we're going to go 10 through one here. Uh, just a couple minutes or uh, maybe not even on certain teams, just the positives moving forward. Of course, again, we'll, we'll go in depth in a couple of weeks, our season preview show. We'll look at teams uh, a little bit closer as we get into it. And then um, as you've seen, we're a little over 60 minutes, but that's kind of how the preseason um, shows are going to go. Um, so Kingston Frontenacs are next. Um, now they're a team again, that's looking to be on the rise, finishing 27, 38, one and two last year. And a one point, just one point separated them from a playoff spot, or at least a tie break mm. against the Oshawa generals. Like it's, you get that close and you just look ahead to, to the next year and, and try and, try and get back to the playoffs and get that young core um, some experience, right? Cause it was a selling year for, for the front next last year. It wasn't a compete year. Um, of course they were one of four teams that put in for that Memorial cup and ended up uh, losing it to Saginaw, but calling for the Kingston front next, um, where do you look at them going? What, what are the positives for them pushing forward? Obviously that playoff race, I think you look at, it's not playoff hockey, but it's pretty damn close to it. So I think that's one thing that you could look at for Kingston to say that that's a positive. We were there right until the end. Yeah. So let's, let's bring that into 2023, 2024. Well, this is the team that was probably second in bids to host the M cup. That's how this team could so. change. Yeah. Um, this team, this team can be very good. Uh, they're going to be a veteran team. They're older now. Um, I think might have have a big year. Um, getting drafted by Buffalo, going to the camp, going through the training camps with the Buffalo Sabres. I think guys like that are going to be massive for them. Um, I think their forward core, they get better, right? They get older. Um, I think Kingston could be a team that sneaks up four or five spots in the standings. I would not be surprised. Um, mm-hmm. I think they could be a very good team. I think that, um, I think their forwards are there. We nice to pick up a little bit, a couple more D. There's a lot of OADs available. Um, yeah. A lot of defense, a lot of OAs available in general right now. I think there's going to be a lot of moves here in the next two, three weeks. Um, don't be surprised if there's at least two, three moves here that happen um, within a few weeks. But that's uh, Kingston's going to be good. Kingston, I think, is going to take a big step up. Um, they're well coached. They're uh, they're structured. I think that there's they have a very good opportunity to really take a couple big strides here mm-hmm. coming up into this season. Oshawa Generals were that team that beat them into the playoffs. Got Ottawa in round number one. Now that's a could look at that as a huge negative for Oshawa um, with how early they went out of the playoffs. And again, one versus eight, that's usually how it goes. Um, minus Windsor and Kitchener from a year ago. But um, for for Oshawa, how do you look at their season upcoming? Um, you know, again, you, you can look at that first round series as a huge positive from a standpoint that. They saw the 67s. They were the best team all year. Wasn't really close. Um, and you, you saw what greatness can 
be. Is that a positive in your mind for Oshawa, or is it just a matter of them getting the new group in and and essentially teaching them about the Generals' history, the Generals' franchise, and how the Generals play hockey? Yeah, you know what? Oshawa is an interesting team. Oshawa is a team that they're big, they're rangy, they're a tough team to play against because, quite frankly, they take up a lot of space. they got a lot of big forwards up front. Um, mm. If their defense comes around, this team could take a couple strides up as well. Um, it's one of those things where they got the skill, right? They have Richie coming back as a drafted player, which you know how massive that is when you come back after yeah, your draft and go through development camp stages. Um, mm-hmm. I think Oshawa could be a really good team. They uh, they have the forwards. They have the pieces there. It's just about the time now to take that step forward. So it'll be interesting to see if they do. Mississauga Steelheads. I think a lot of people expect a lot from them uh, this year. You're getting a second year out of Leanders um, in net. Um, I think uh, I think you look at uh, Lucas Carmiris taking a big step up with the Mississauga Steelheads. Um, yeah. Plus, it's James Richmond. Um, his teams just compete for sixty minutes, no matter what the score is. Um, which works out well, well for Mississauga, the young group they have. So, uh, in my opinion, you look at Mississauga as a team. They finished seventh last year, but they're they're rising pretty quickly. Like they they competed for a championship pretty recently. Like we thought they had a chance last year um, with the start that they had and where the potential that team had ended up falling to seventh with a couple of moves made um, at the deadline. But for the Steelheads, the way that we kind of look at them coming into this season is that I think there's expectations to be a top four team and and compete for playoff round wins and potentially compete for a spot in the, in the conference championship. Yeah, Mac, the Null, Van Volsen are going to be massive for yeah. them. Those, guys, the, those are two massive players for them coming over after the deadline. The thing is with Mississauga is I don't know. Their draft to me was very interesting with the goaltender. Great pick, great pick. But for a team that if you want to continue to continue to just trend upwards with the with the likes that you are so close to in the development stages, it's very interesting to see how the goaltender is going to hold up to young goaltenders. Um, that to me is going to be the telling tale. Can they yeah. stop pucks? I think they're still a year away from being a championship contender. I don't think this is the year because mm-hmm. they're too young on the back end. They're too young in net. You know what the phrase is, you build the team from the net out. And I don't know if the, that's still developed yet. Yeah. So I don't know where they'll be Mississauga, but they could be good. They could be really good. But then I also think they could be having a tough go here with the young goaltender. I think they can score a lot of goals but I think they'll give up a lot of goals as well. Yeah. And they'll take their beatings. That's what I think. But then they'll take, they'll give a lot of beatings as well. So it'll I, be I, interesting to see how they develop. Yeah. I think the one thing for them is that they play in the, I, I would say at least for where they're at, they play in the more favorable division, in my opinion. Um, like, I mean, yeah. not, not to say that we're looking at four other teams that are just going to flop and Mississauga is going to go to the top, but like, you know, the North Bay battalion, they've had their couple of years to compete. Are they going to, be a team that looks to sell and try and get back everything for the future. The Barry Colts, I mean, they're still going to be a very good team. Marty Williamson up there. Bo Gelsma, we always talk about how much we enjoy watching him play. The role is going to be, or expectation is going to be 
higher for him. So there's a group in Barry um, post Brent Clark, who's going to compete a lot. Sudbury Wolves. You look at yeah. them. What, what are they? Good. Yeah. What are they going to be like? It's, but I think this division's still up in the air. Like you don't yeah, really know who's the front runner right now. It's kind of a mix, which is nice. And the whole like, Eastern nice Conference is in a whole. Yeah, which is which is pretty nice to get that early competitiveness and the early races going. But um, for for that division specifically, I think it's about the team that gets off to the best start and plays well within Absolutely. their division and try and take away those points from your division rivals. So, hundred um, percent agree. Moving to the Brantford Bulldogs, I'm gonna have to get used to that i've got the standings up from last year with hamilton i almost said hamilton yeah i know it's interesting eh? <laughs> but the brantford bulldogs i think you just you feed off of the amount of excitement in the city of brantford um you feed off the excitement of yeah. not even close to a new rink but they're going to try and make it look like a completely different rink like you're like you're going to have three thousand fans out of 34 home games, I would say you're going to have a full 3,000 for at least 25 of those, at least. Then there's a good chance for all 34 with how much hype. Oh, the home is. games will be sold out every game. Yeah, um, the home the home games will be sold out. I know the first four are sold out already yeah. for the Bulldogs. It's uh, it's going to be crazy there. Um, yeah, it's and, exciting in the city. A lot of buzz. Yeah, and they're they're a team again that's. I I think if you ask Matty Turek, if you ask Jay McKee, they got a whole lot better and maybe a bit better than they expected following the moves they made. And I think we talked about that numerous times last year. We're thinking, what the heck? What? That's just keep winning. That's how not how be, it goes. How do they, like, they go three and one against Ottawa? They're in first place. Yeah. So I, I think for the for the Bulldogs, yeah, you build off the excitement that the city of Brantford's got the Civic Center is going to be loud, but at the same time, like the fact that you finished sixth last year following a championship. And I think they were the highest ranked team from the, from two Memorial cups ago. And I don't even think it was close. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's that expectation. Yeah. yeah I finished sixth last year. The goals to move up. Like it's, yeah, you know, there, think- there are a lot of skilled guys on this team. Nick Lardis being drafted, coming back. Talk about Merrick Van Acker, the preseason he's had. David Igorov, yeah. kind of the new man in net, we expect at least. Um, whether or not he's got a starting role right off the bat, of course, that's still to be determined. But uh, a lot to like about this Bulldogs team um, in a new city. Yeah, one, 100% agreed. Um, it's most definitely going to be interesting to see how they do. The new city is definitely going to create a lot of buzz. Um, that's one thing that's for sure. It's just going to be it's going to be very interesting to see how they adapt the Bulldogs. That's the one thing. It's, it's a young team, a lot of big roles for the first time. It's a lot to ask. It's like Mississauga. Um, can they continue that momentum? I think one thing that's for sure with the Bulldogs is I think Lardis, Nick Lardis, I would not be surprised if he scores 40 goals this year. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to have light. I think he's going to have a big start in Lawson Shirk. I think Lawson Shirk's a guy that has terrible puck luck. I mean, not think I know he has terrible puck luck. Yeah. Uh, and that's a guy where, like, he had some empty nets last year and the goalie would just dive across and make a highlight reel save. That's happened at least five to ten times for him last year. Um, or he hits a post or a crossbar on the back door. Like, yeah. just simple just things that you would never think would happen and they just happen to him. So, in a way, you feel bad for him. But um, that's a guy there where I would I would honestly be surprised if he doesn't score 30 goals this year in his OA season. 
So if you get more contribution there, yeah, you're going to trend up. But goaltending is going to be interesting to see what they do back there. And if two OA spots right now on their roster, they'll probably add another. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they get out of this. But, yeah, the Bulldogs, I mean, it's definitely – they're a well-balanced team. It's just – there's youth there, but there's some veterans. I thought Matty yeah. Turk did a really good job getting 0-4s last year. That was the big goal, right, to get 0-4s, and we talked about that. And you get 0-4s like Cedric and Oki Tundu. They have a core that uh, Ben Bujol, um, Luca Testa, um, yeah. being a 17-year-old now. Everyone forgets about Luca Testa. That was a bit, that was one of the big parts of that London uh, Hamilton deal at the time last year, now Brantford. But that was one of those big parts of the deal, getting Luca Testa. That was a big deal in the trade coming back to Brantford now. So that it's going to be interesting to see where they're at, but I think they can definitely take some strides up here this year um, once everyone gets uh, gets back from injury and uh, – to see what happens. Uh, Sudbury Wolves are next, kind of in that wide open central division, wide open Eastern yeah. Conference. Um, you know, for them, and by the way, let's talk about those alternate jerseys for a second. Thoughts? So, so, so. I, I'm kind of with you there too. I'm like, I like, I like the concept. I, I got to see the jersey. Is it going to be printed? Is it going to be stitched? If it's fully stitched, I think it'll look better than what the picture is. But if it's a print on like most of those specialty jerseys, then exactly. I think it's a it's a I don't like it. It's a it miss. Yeah, I really like it if it's stitched. If it's a stitched logo and stitched, like not, I would really like that. But if not, no, I don't like yeah. it. Overrated. Yeah. Now, how about I, all, honestly? How about... I really, I really like London's color scheme for their alternate. I hate the Spider Knight logo, but I really, I really like those jerseys because they're stitched. I really like those, but I just wish it was a different logo. Different logo, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that too. Yeah. Um, now, what about the team on the ice, Wardy? How do you see the Sudbury Wolves following a Good. season over 500, 31, 28, 6, and 3, 71 points at the same amount as the Bulldogs, but the Wolves kind of you know, beat the Bulldogs quite a bit throughout the last year, and they were really good. Um, they were against Hamilton. So how do you see this season playing out for them? What are our positives going in? You know what? I really think this team in Sudbury could be really good. Goyette's going to have a massive year. Um, it's a team, Musty coming back. It's a mm-hmm. team that's really deep, um, which is quite possibly the deepest roster Sudbury has had in a very long time. Um, I remember before, like, when they were good, but they weren't deep enough, right, to win a couple rounds. Yeah. This team is a legit two-round winning team, right, as of now, which is very scary. They have goaltending, which is big, and that was a big question though last year because they were hit and miss with the goaltending. This year they will have goaltending, and that's the difference between them and Mississauga. I think Sudbury is a sure bet. They will you know, kind of know what you're getting in that, where Mississauga, you have a first-time full starter, full-season starter, and you have a 16-year-old. That's a very dangerous game. It's a risky game. That's why I believe in uh, Sudbury a little bit more. I think Sudbury could be really good. The defending OHL champion Peterborough Peets. Fourth place last year, 74 points. Um, Again, I will continue to say this for as long as it is relevant. Um, We were kind of wrong about the Peets heading into the playoffs. They proved everyone wrong. Um, throughout the yeah. playoffs so so shout out to them again but um, yeah, for them again a, a team coming off a championship year kind of reminds you 
of the Bulldogs. There are big names that are gone, but there are names that are still there. Um, yeah. You know, first of all, you start with Simpson and net. Um, again, is he going to stay in Peterborough? Is he not? That's kind of the question that the Pete's have, or the Pete's fans have for a few of their players. So, uh, are they a repeat of what we saw with Hamilton? Are they better? Are they worse? What do you think, Wardy? They're about the same, to be honest. Um, I think they're about the same than Ham- as Hamilton was last year going right into the season. I mean, Owen Beck probably going to be back now. Remember last year, the deadline? Oh, that's a great deal for Mississauga. Beck's in a big Montreal. But now looking at it, I believe Beck will be back this year. I think he's def- a 100% trade target. He could mm-hmm. be a trade. He could be a beginning of the year trade target for that matter. Yeah. Um, I know last year the Bulldogs in the 67s when they made the Gilshane deal that there was talks back then for Logan Morrison already. Um, and that was night one when the Bulldogs got Gilshane um, on the season. And uh, there was already talks about that. So I'm sure there's already talks about Owen Beck going somewhere if they're going to sell. Um, but they got Connor Lockhart back in OA, Michael Simpson, um, Jack Dubois in OA. They have so many OAs right now. Um, They'll definitely have to make a lot of moves there and uh, look for some of these young teams, possibly in the Eastern Conference that we mentioned about, those young teams that we talked about there that maybe get a little bit older, they have room for an OA. Um, and uh, some of those young defensemen there, Go- Govro would be a good one to get, but there's a few uh, very good young defensemen available probably in uh, Peterborough with the OA spots that they have filled. So there would be a lot of good targets there after training camp to get on that Barry Colts 42 17 6 and 3 93 points last year he saw them up close against the Bulldogs last year in round one Bo Gelsma guy that's going to take a huge step up I think um, we're going to see his point total rise quite a bit in my opinion um, as I, I as we chatted with Gavin Bryant he more than likely um, is excited to see Bo take that new role um, on the Colts. But but where are they at? Because they're, again, a team that, yeah, they can compete. Are they division winners? Are they championship contenders? What, what are they? Yeah. I really like the Savard deal. I really yeah. like I really like the Savard deal. Bo Aikie's going to have a big year. Um, they'll have a really interesting slash really good back end. I think their D could be really good. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting to see, um, and I'm really excited to see what that could the possibilities of that decor. Um, a lot of good uh, bits and pieces they can add into that as well that are young. Um, they had a good draft. Shamar Moses is going to be a really good player for them in the future. I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see what Ty York can do. I thought Ty York had a really good playoff. Um, I thought he was really good. I think he can have a really good season for them. Jacob Frask in his OA season. For asking their OA season, they always have big years. Um, Southern Kingston, you're going to see it now, too. Um, I think that this team could be really good. Zach Weigel, I think, will have a really big year as well. Um, the 04, 19 years old, he had a really big uh, – he looked really good in the playoffs. You started to see that trending up. Um, Zach Weigel is another one that I could see coming uh, – developing along just nicely here. And like if those guys turn out, Barry could remain where they were last year, to be honest. I think they're that good. But the thing is with Barry, once they got Brant Clark back, right, they started to move up. All right. Number two, they were the Central Division champions one season ago. North Bay Battalion. Um, 
I think a lot of people, like I just mentioned a few moments ago, they've competed twice for a championship. Will they be there again? A team that could sell. Um, again, North Bay is it is just interesting, you could say. Like they're they're a team that has a lot of skill. They're a team that can win a lot of games. Um, but will they look to the future and will guys be gone partway through this year? You know what? I don't think they have to. I think this team's gonna be really good. Um, I think this North Bay team could be really good. Th- you know, you got the three oh eight spots right now, you got Christopolis. Um, you have Zito, and then you have Armsby as well. Mm-hmm. Justin Ertl, so yes, they will have to make an extra because they have the extra. But Ertl's a Dallas pick, so he can he can go to the AHL. But those they have a lot of guys there that are really good. A veteran team, the Bryce Cook ad kind of adds to your six to nine forward range. Yeah. You can kind of slot him in on that spot in the third line, and I think he can be an effective player there. Um, I think this team could be really good. You know, you and then on the back end, right? I think this team reminds me a lot, a lot of uh, Barry last year when they got Brandon Clark back. Ty Nelson's going to be a horse back there. Yeah, um, he's going to log a lot of minutes, and then they're going to have the best goalie in the Ontario Hockey League in Dominic uh, DiVincentis. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think he's going to be really good in that, and so I think this team could be really good. And Charlie Robertson had some big games last year. Um, I I think this headed to Florida really camp good. too, which will be big yeah. for him or rookie tournament, I should say, but still that's big. Yeah. You gain confidence. So I yeah. think, I think this team could be really good. Um, Tanias Mathurin getting his first full year. Um, mm-hmm. He was hurt last year. He'll be back um, ready to go. I think this team could be really good North Bay. I think they have good defense. I think they're well built. Um, I don't, I don't think they'll sell. I think they will be a really good team this year in North Bay. And I think the Eastern conference, to be honest, the Eastern conference is going to be very good. With Niagara, I guess we'll see it. I have zero expectations for Niagara right yeah. now, to be honest. Yeah, kind of I, happened, right yeah. now, right now they're dead last in my projection by 20 points where they are. I have zero expectations for the Niagara Ice Dogs, and I think that's the way fans should take it as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't have much to say. Like, I don't like I don't really see the Eastern Conference changing that much. It's tough. It's gotten better. Every team honestly has gotten better. I don't think there's a team in the East that hasn't gotten better. Yeah. That's real. That's going to be a competitive conference. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to all really be, I don't want to say surrounded by the 67s, but <laughs> they'll be they're going to be pretty damn good. Like we saw the season they had last year, total of 107, um, 107 points, only team to get over 100. Um, yeah, they were, they were just good from, from top to bottom, start to finish. They, they were the best. Um, now, yeah. obviously, we look at a season where they, I'm sure, expected to be hoisting that that championship with the regular season they had. Um, Peterborough obviously made the correct moves, made the right decisions, won that championship. But uh, Ottawa is going to be really, really good. Um, Dave Cameron is he's going to lead them to first place again, in my opinion. I think it's safe to say Ottawa is going to be number one in the East. Maybe yeah. not safe to say, but they're going to be my pick to be number one in the East. So, um, yeah, it's really for them again. Just just another Staying hot healthy. start. Staying healthy helps. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but like just just continuing the ride from last year, I think is big for them. Um, getting a lot of guys back. I think a big year for Luca Pinelli's coming up. 
Um, I'm really excited to see how he plays throughout the season. Um, and just, just the team in general is going to be going to be top tier once again. Yeah. You know what? I'm very excited to see De- Jack Dever. Um, like you said, Luca Pinelli, uh, Brad Gardner, Brad Gardner. I loved his game last year. Brad Gardner is just a pest to play against. Um, he's really good in Cooper Foster as well. I think those 05 group, I mean, 05, that's scary to think they have two years left yet uh, yeah. before they can AHL eligibility. That uh, this team's going to be really good. And they only have two OAs, right? So they have an OA spot open right now, yeah. Ottawa. So we'll see what happens there. But Ottawa, they could pick up an OA, one of those OAD that will be available here in the next couple of weeks. That'll be big. But there's a lot of people in the market. For, there's a lot of teams in the OA market, though. There's a ton. I know Saginaw was in Kitchener on Friday. They're hosting the Mem Cup, so you know they're going to go all in. I still think Saginaw's got to make a couple moves yet before actually being a Mem Cup contender, to be honest, compared to some of the teams in this league um, roster-wise. So we'll see. I think you're putting a lot of pressure on a 16-year-old Michael Nisa to win a Mem Cup. It's tough. Um, so I think that they got to get a little bit more deeper yet if they actually can win the Mem Cup as a host. So mm-hmm. I still think they have a lot of work to do as roster-wise to – be a champion in the league, let alone because if you host an M Cup, you want to win your league. It's embarrassing to get there as a host, in my opinion. You have five weeks off, it's embarrassing. So, you know, my opinion <laughs> on that with the Bulldogs. So, yep, yeah, it's tough. Time. Yeah, yeah, but let alone Ottawa is going to be really good, and yeah. Ottawa is most definitely going to be a contender to go to Saginaw this year. All right, that's kind of how we look at the positives of the Eastern Conference. Next week will be the West, and of course, that show will lead up to our season preview show, which takes place in two weeks exactly, right before the OHL regular season is set to begin. We want to thank Gavin Bryant again for joining us on the show. Always a time uh, when he comes on, when we're able to see and catch up with him, and I'm sure we'll do that uh, throughout the season, especially with me being in the same city as him should see him quite a bit throughout the year. And well, thanks everybody for tuning in first show of the new year went way, way long, but who cares? We'll have some fun with it. We'll have some fun with it. <laughs> um, yeah, it should be a, should be a fun season coming up. That's for sure. We're excited. Hope you're all excited. Only a couple more weekends to go until the regular season is here. So for the first time this year, for Colin Ward, I'm Reese Dumaney. We appreciate everybody tuning in, and we will chat again in seven days.